guys and welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Her podcast with your host, Victoria McHugh. Guys, it has been a while. I have to firstly apologize for my lack of consistency with the podcast. We are going into episode 10 of season one. It is the 2nd of January, 2024, which is so crazy to me. And I wanted to wrap this season up with an episode, a solo episode on my year of healing. So as you guys know, or most of you will know, or if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I had a significantly life-changing year in 2023, and I embarked from January on a healing solo girl journey. I have shared it very openly on my Instagram, talking about leaving my 10-year relationship. We were together for six years and then engaged for four years. I spent most of my 20s, um, all of my 20s actually, with um, a wonderful man. And at the beginning of 2023, I decided to walk away from that relationship for many reasons. The number one reason being that we grew apart, we weren't aligned anymore. Um, I felt like I had lost myself in the relationship. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. I felt, I felt like I was in a place where the relationship wasn't serving me anymore. We were fighting a lot. I felt like I was abandoning my truth. Things happened and we couldn't put the pieces back together. So at the beginning of 2023, a couple of hours before we were due to go on my annual work retreat to Maui, he decided not to come on the trip. And that was really the moment after a long time coming that I thought if this person can't show up on an all expenses paid trip to Maui for me um, and something that I was so excited about doing with him that I couldn't stay in the relationship. So I walked away. I went on the trip to Maui alone on the 10th of January, 2023. And I made a conscious decision on the plane to not come back to him. Um, I asked him to move out while I was there. And I remember really vividly walking into the hotel room, obviously heartbroken, obviously emotional and in a state of, you know, the unknown and scared and fearful and not sure what was going to happen next. But I made a decision I walked into the room alone. It was literally like the scene in the Sex and the City movie. There was a big note on the bed saying, welcome, Miss Victoria McHugh and his name. It was this beautiful oceanfront room. It was stunning. There were gifts on the bed for him and myself. And I walked into the room, out onto the balcony, and I said to myself, I kid you not, I said to myself out loud, well, Victoria, this is where the next chapter starts. 
And from that moment, I decided to take massive action to completely dedicate the year to myself, to my growth, my health, my healing, and share it with all of you guys online. So that's where I'm at. I just going back, I went to London in September. I had a huge trip there. And then when I came back, my life was so chaotic in the best way. And I hadn't, haven't been consistent with my episodes. So I thought I would jump back on it in the new year, finish with a, what I learned throughout my 2023. And we're going on to season two next week, starting with an amazing story and becoming her moment from a good friend of mine. And you guys are going to be really excited to hear that. There's going to be much more consistency in 2024 with the pod. And I'm really, really excited about it. So let's talk about the healing journey. What a year. Like I can't even explain to you how much my life changed in 2023. Like I couldn't have even imagined how the year started versus how the year ended. And I can truly say from the bottom of my heart that 2023 was the one of the best years of my life. Um, it was the most transformational year for, for certain. Um, for me in a personal way, um, it was the year that I healed my heart. It was the year I took back control of my life. It was the year I learned to be alone. It was the year I, you know, moved to a new city of Sydney from the UK and made new friends and, and just, it, it was so transformational. I almost wish that everybody had this pivotal moment in their adult life that changed the course of their future because this work, the deep healing work only happens when something in your life changes and it forces you into the uncomfortable realm of the unknown. And if you know me, security and safety and certainty are my core values. I don't love change but I was forced into this place where I had a decision. I had a choice to either sink or swim. I had a choice to allow this heartbreak to totally take me out of the game and to leave me on the floor of my bathroom crying and unable to pick myself up, which did happen for very small snippets of time. Or I had the choice to rise from the ashes and say to myself, this is it. Like this is the time that everything changes and you need to use this as your next level of healing and growth and moving forward in your life. And that's exactly what I decided to do. So before I go into that, um, a couple of things that I want to just preface before we get into it. Everybody's healing journey is different. Um, some people on my Instagram have reached out in similar situations and asked me, how was it that you got through this so well? Or how was it that, you know, after 10 years, this didn't break you? And there's a couple of reasons. The first is my relationship was breaking down for probably two years before we ended up splitting. So I think that that really changes how the heartbreak looks I haven't said this before and I won't go into any detail, but there was 
um, about 18 months ago, just before Christmas of 2021, there was an incident where I believe that he had been unfaithful to me um, while we were engaged. And there was a lot of brokenness that needed to be put back together. We split for about two months. I went to the US and I tried to figure out what we wanted to do and we ended up coming back together. But in that period of time, I grieved, I, I grieved a part of the relationship where the trust was broken and I didn't know if we could ever get back there. And so when we ended up splitting about a year and a bit later, I said to my therapist, which I highly recommend anyone does, everyone does therapy. I said to her, why am I not going through the grieving process like someone else would after splitting with someone they've been with for a decade? And she said to me, Vic, I remember when everything happened a year and a half before that you were grieving the loss of the relationship then. And that really was the time I was at my girlfriend, one of my best friend's houses in Dallas. And I went through the grieving process. I cried all day. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I had all of the physical symptoms of heartbreak and anxiety. I, you know, would scroll through photos. I'd wonder if we were going to get married. Like I did all of that then. And so when the relationship came back together, it was never the same. And I feel like in that year, when a lot of our life was changing and we had moved from Scotland back to Australia and things were really up and down and I was really unhappy in the relationship and he was really happy and it turned quite toxic, I think that I was already emotionally out. I just hadn't physically left. So I want to preface that because... You may be listening to this fresh out of a relationship with someone that you wanted to spend your life with. And if that's you, I love you. I see you. I know how devastating it is. But I also want you to know that you will be okay and that there is hope and light at the end of the tunnel. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. Or you might be like me coming out of a relationship or thinking about coming out of a relationship that has probably been over for some time. And regardless of which boat you're in, or if you're just listening to this and you're in a happy relationship, maybe this will be some things that you can pass down to a friend <laughs> who's going through something similar. Um, but regardless, I want to tell you guys what this year of healing was for me and what I learned along the way. So I wrote 10 things down and I'll probably tell some stories throughout it. So the first thing that I did was, and this is in no particular order. This is just how I thought about it. The first thing I did was I found a safe place. So I speak about this a lot. And I think this year more than anything, and when I say this year, I'm talking about 2023, um, I, realized that in my relationship, I didn't have safety emotionally. Now, I just want to make sure everybody's clear. Like I'm talking about emotionally. He was an amazing man, just not the right man for me. But I never felt this sense of peace and safety in the relationship. What I mean by that is 
I couldn't trust him after the trust was broken. Um, I couldn't rely on him to show up in moments that were really important to me or just moments in my life that I needed someone. Um, I couldn't count on him. I felt like I couldn't be myself. I felt on edge a lot. I felt like I was walking on eggshells. I felt like I copped the blame for a lot of things and I accepted that and I put myself down a lot in the relationship and made everything my fault. And when it comes to feeling safe and at peace, those things do not connect with the feelings that you're trying to feel. In a relationship, I want to feel like I'm looked after and cared for and I can be me and I can speak my truth and I can be authentically who I am. So when I left the relationship, I tr needed to find something that made me feel safe. When everything around you is changing, which comes with any form of breakup or change in your life, when you feel out of control, when you feel like all of these things are happening around you that you just cannot get on top of this chaos, there has to be this um, place that makes you feel safe and at peace and centered. And that can be different for everyone. So for me, my safe place was a beach that was a 10 minute drive from my house. It was called Balmoral Beach in Sydney. And when I was there, I felt peace. I felt like everything, the chaos and the change all stopped and I felt like I could breathe. And that became my absolute number one most fundamental need to get through my healing in the beginning was to be at that place. So I would wake up, I kid you not, every single day my alarm went off at 5.30 a.m. I literally got straight out of bed. I got in my car. I drove to this beach. I got a coffee at the same coffee shop because structure and routine was so important to my mental health. I got my coffee and I walked the same walk every single day for about six months. I walked back and forth and back and forth down the path at the beach until I felt like I was at peace and steady enough to go into the chaos of and the change of my life. So I would put in a podcast or I'd listen to, I called it my happy girl playlist on Spotify and I would listen to familiar music. I would walk the same way and I started my day in a safe space every single day. And this is something that you can implement. It could be anything for you. It could be the gym. It could be a person. It could be a place like it was for me. Whatever it is, what it does is just centers you and makes you feel like it's going to be okay. Like when I went to the beach in the morning, I felt like I was going to be okay. I was like, okay, Vic, you've got this. Like, let's just go into the flow, into into that safety and peace. And then that transitioned through my day. Now, it was very rare, but on the days that I didn't, which was probably three days out of the six months for whatever reason, my whole entire day felt different. And so it was a priority for me that that happened each and every single day. So that's the first thing, find your safe and happy place. The second thing that I learned on my healing journey was that you don't need answers to try and heal the relationship. So I mentioned it once on another episode that 
my ex-fiance and I have not spoken a word since I walked out the door to go to Maui. And it's been almost a year. We're a week away from it being a year and we still have not spoken one word. And that could be so crazy to some people. And for me, it actually sounds crazy too. But by the time I left, there was nothing else to say. There was nothing that was going to make it better. There was no closure that I needed. It was a decision I had made in my head and my heart and my soul and my spirit to move on and that this wasn't right anymore. And so we've never spoken a word. I've never seen him. We have, I don't even know his phone number. I don't even know if he has the same phone number. We are not connected on social, like nothing. And that for me was what I needed rather than staying in contact and doing the messy back and forth. What if, you know, all of the things. And when I got back from Maui after a week, he had moved out when I was away and I came home, my house was empty and there was a letter on the bench with a bunch of flowers. The letter remains sealed. I honestly couldn't even tell you where it is. It's somewhere in my house. I put it away and said to myself, when you're ready, you can read it. And I've never read it. I've never had a desire to read it. I've never had any kind of pull to know what was, what was in there. And sometimes in the healing journey, and I've, I've really been on... Um, sort of, I've had friends that have gone through breakups this year. And one thing they say to me is like, I need to know why he did this, or I need to know what that meant. And I say to them, sometimes the healing journey is not about getting those answers. And sometimes the answers don't make us feel any other way. We don't need the details. Sometimes, and most of the time, the healing just comes from us. And what we could have done better or what we maybe shouldn't have done. I fought for the relationship way longer than I should have. And I didn't need to know the details of the unfaithfulness that happened a year and a half before. It didn't matter. It did not matter why or who or how many times. It didn't matter. It wasn't going to make me feel any better. And... I just didn't need to know. And so for me, and again, this is just my personal perspective, I just stopped trying to know why. And I just told myself, it just is. It just is what it is. He needs to go on that journey to figure out why he did those things or why the relationship broke down. That's what he needs to do. Same as me. I just needed to go on my healing journey and forgive myself for quite frankly, <laughs> the way that I abandoned myself and the way that I stopped loving myself. Um, I say to people, so much of this year was not a healing journey to, to heal from the relationship breakdown, but it was actually to heal the relationship with myself and how much I abandoned my truth. I stopped giving to me. I allowed somebody else to make me feel a certain way that I didn't believe about myself. 
I had to find her again. That's how this podcast happened. I needed to become her again. And they were the answers that I was seeking. And he never could have given me the answers about why I did those things. It had to come from within me. So if you are going through a breakup or whatever your position is, and you're thinking, I need to, you know, I need to know, and I need to, why would they do that? I encourage you, unless that is something you want to pursue, look at it this way. It doesn't matter. They did it and that's on them. That's their stuff. Your stuff is you and who you are and who you've become and who you are going to be. And that's something that has really helped me this year. I stopped trying to find out why and I just focused on me and and the journey that I needed to go on. Number three, being alone is powerful. I was terrified when we split. And actually, the reason why we probably stayed together longer than we should have was because I was so afraid of being alone. I had never lived on my own. I'd never been on my own. I had been in a relationship since I was 21. It was all I knew. And this year, I have fallen in love with being on my own. I mean, sometimes the girls invite me out for drinks at this amazing bar in Sydney and I'd prefer to stay home and cook myself dinner and watch an episode of something. Because when you can find, again, safety and comfort in being on your own, that is so powerful, so incredibly powerful. And I think sometimes people stay in a relationship because they're afraid of being alone when actually being alone is the most beautiful thing. I found out so much about myself from being alone. I sat in feelings that I wouldn't have felt or sat in had I have been distracted by the comfort of constantly being around people and never really feeling. I love traveling alone. I love driving in the car alone. I like have this threshold now of how much time I can spend with people before I just want to be alone in my own energy and my own comfort. And when you can get there, then you truly have freedom because you're never going to be bound to someone else or something else again. And you know that you will always be okay. And that sense of freedom and independence is magical. Like literally being able to go and take a dance lesson on your own or go down to the beach and walk alone or, you know, take yourself away for the weekend. There was a point in time where I took myself on solo dates. I'd go to breakfast on my own. I'd go to the movies on my own. I'd go, um, you know, anywhere on my own. I just loved it. And I want you to know that you're going to be okay on your own and you're going to find this sense of liberation and freedom in being able to do those things. And that's really, really powerful. Number four is to trust the process. Now, I am a true believer that absolutely everything happens for a reason. And I've talked about this before, but if you really look back on your life and connect the dots, there will be things that happened that at the time you never thought you could you know, get through or you didn't understand why you didn't get that job or you missed that flight or, you know, something happened. 
And now you can look back and really say to yourself, everything does happen for a reason. And I truly believe that. And looking back on the last year and everything that's changed in my life and all of the amazing opportunities that came my way and who I am never, ever would have happened if I had have stayed in that relationship. So really trusting the process. Now, this, you know, you don't have to believe in a certain thing or have a certain um, type of spirituality to just know that it's going to be okay. I always say to people like, there is a plan and you can't control it. And sometimes you just got to let go and let it be. You've got to let go and say, right, I don't know what's happening in my life and I don't know why this happened, but I know dang for sure that this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me once I can get through the healing process and the hurt of it all. And I want to be that hope for you that on the other side is so much beauty that you never, ever could have had if you had have stayed right where you were. It's like sliding door moments, right? When one door opens, another door closes. And sometimes you got to go walk through that door when it opens and see. Um, and that's what I did. And I'm so happy. I wish you guys could see me on camera because I'm just so happy that everything happened this year exactly as it did. Number five, and this is something that I did that really helped. Again, it might not be for you, but I shared my story with people. So I shared my story on my Instagram. That was my platform of choice. And in the beginning, to be perfectly honest, I shared it for myself. I wanted to use my stories and my reels and my content as like a timeline into my year. And on New Year's Eve, I looked back at every single reel that I created in 2023. And I just was grinning ear to ear and crying a little bit with happy tears on just the progress and how far I came in sharing my story with all of you guys. Same with the podcast. I believe that we all go through things that need to be shared. I believe that we can use our pain for purpose. Everybody's going to go through something you've gone through in your life. And how great will it be to make not only a timeline and share this journal of your progress and your journey, but also to know that someone else in that position might be able to get some hope and some encouragement from what you're sharing. And I know for sure that when I first went through my heartbreak, I was looking through for people on Instagram to see them, you know, fall in love again, to give me hope or to see them, you know, go on this massive transformation after a breakdown in a relationship. And I was like, I can do that. Like if they can do it, I can do it. And so for me, sharing my journey with all of you guys has been so rewarding to know that people relate, that I'm not alone and that you guys aren't alone as well. And also just to be able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I've come so far and I've got so much more to go. Number six, health is wealth. So again, if you follow me on Instagram, you will see that this year I went on a huge, huge health transformation. I have lost 15 kilos, which seems like a lot, and I feel like I wasn't that big before, but I definitely look different now. <laughs> I've lost 
maybe one and a half to two dress sizes. I feel amazing. And I didn't go on my health journey to lose a bunch of weight. I went on my health journey to feel the absolute best that I could feel because it was one of the only things I was in control of while going through my heartbreak. I was in control of the food that I ate. I was in control of the things that I listened and watched. I was in control of how much water I'd had and how much I ex exercised and what I decided to focus on. And I'm a bit of a control freak. So being able to control those things was really therapeutic. And again, that kind of sense of safety and structure was really important, especially in the beginning of my, um, my healing journey. So I made a commitment to just feel my absolute best. Because when you are fueling your body with the right things and you are seeing results and you're feeling better and you're looking good, then you feel good. And if I had have chosen just to drink alcohol and eat chocolate on the couch, let me tell you, I would not have felt any better about the situation. I would have felt so low with no energy, no endorphins, and it is just not the place to be. So I actually quit drinking for a period of time because I knew that anytime I had too much to drink, I was not in control of my emotions and I was maybe going to do something I regretted. So I just took that away and I decided to focus on feeling my best. I went to a new gym. I met all these new people, which was so amazing. And I can honestly say like, I've never felt better. I'm 32. I feel better than I ever did in my 20s, but I'm balanced. I've got a flow. I've got this amazing system to my health. And I think that that has made such a huge difference this year. And also, you know, the glow up isn't that bad either to <laughs> say to your ex, hey, look at me. Not that I did it for that, but I know you feel me. You feel me. Can I get an amen to the glow up? Number seven. Proximity is power. This is actually something I talk about a lot in my business coaching about who you surround yourself with. And there, there is a time and place for everyone in your life. But for me, in my healing journey, I needed to be surrounded by really amazing, high energy, high growth driven people. Luckily, I work a business where growth is, you know, a part of everyone's life that I am around. But I really needed to make sure I was spending my time with the right people. I was going to the right people in my moments of weakness. I was going to the right people when I needed advice. Um, and I was surrounding myself with people that was, was safe and that made me feel seen and that didn't judge me and that made me feel like I was okay. And I want to just encourage you that if you are on your own journey of healing, that you're really, really conscious of who you're around, what information you're getting, and making sure that you are, you know, with people that are going to raise you up, lift you up, give you the space and the grace to react and, and have those up and down emotions, because that's going to come with anything like this. And that really, really unconditionally support you. So it might be a best friend, a sister, a mom, uh, you know, anyone could be a new person that you meet. But, you know, being around people that want the best for you is really important. I remember a previous breakup, gosh, honestly, probably when I was 19 years old, 
Um, that's a story for another podcast. But I remember after that breakup, I spent all my time with people that were partying, heavy drinkers, doing naughty things on the side. And I just got caught up in the wrong crowd. I had nobody in my proximity who, who was really caring about the deepness of what I was going through. Everyone just wanted me to be this party girl and to, to drink and have fun. And while that was great temporarily, it did nothing for my long-term mental health or my, or my transformation on my healing journey. So that is number seven. Number eight, try new things. So I said to myself, when everything happened at the beginning of the year, I wrote down 23 things I wanted to do in 2023. So they were as big as traveling to this particular destination, all the way down to learning to play tennis again. And I just wrote down a list of everything that I wanted to do that I felt like I didn't do when I was in the relationship for whatever reason. It was cold plunging was one of them. Um, morning swims at the beach was one of them. And really saying yes to things that pop up out of the blue as well. I feel like for a period of time in when I was living in the UK, like I just said no to everything. I just got really comfortable saying no to everything. And while there is a time and place to say no, there's also a time and place to just say, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's just go and do that random thing that is going to make me feel amazing like a child and I'm going to have a load of fun. So that's what I decided to do this year on my healing journey as well is lots of new things. I honestly can say that I did some of the randomest stuff this year. I went on a girl's trip to Bali and did some random things, which included getting on the back of a motorbike with someone. By the way, just I'm not suggesting you go do that, but I did it and it was a really fun time. You know, I started a podcast, I played tennis, I went on this massive like middle of the ocean blow up obstacle course with my friends from the gym. I went to a festival. I just did random stuff and it made me feel so alive. It made me feel so childlike and it brought so much fun and energy back to me. And I can get in a perpetual state of not wanting to do social things because I love being alone, like I explained in number three. And so often I just want to be alone in my amazing self-presence. But I also have a balance of saying yes when people invite me to do things and I had the best time. I went to a couple of live concerts. I went to sh um, like theater shows. I just did the coolest stuff and that really added so much value and love and joy and light to my year this year. Number nine, the self-love journey. So the healing journey is just as much about healing, like I said, from the heartbreak as it is healing from the level of self-love that you have. I feel like most relationships when they end, there is a significant lack of self-worth and self-enoughness that you have to find that again. I had to do some really deep self-love work. Uh, that started with trauma therapy. I did 12 sessions of that where it was specifically about inner child work, limiting beliefs, tra um, trauma. When I say trauma, I mean just beliefs, moments in your life that happened as a child that form, um, you know, thoughts and patterns in your life, um, you know, and, and those kinds of things. 
And I had to fall in love with myself again. I had to realize that I am enough. I had to realize that I am worthy of love and that I'm lovable and that I have so much to give. I had to become my number one fan. I had to become the version of me that I was proud of, the version of me that was untouchable to what anyone else would say. And when you can get there, it's not about bubble bars and face masks and a movie night with a glass of wine. That is not self-love. That is self-care. Self-love is being able to look at, I'm getting emotional. Self-love is about, oh, I'm getting really emotional, but it's about being able to like look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, I love you. Like you're enough. You are perfect. Everybody has room to grow, but you are enough for the right person. And until you can withdraw emotion like I am now, until you can truly know that you are enough exactly as you are, you can't move forward in the healing journey. You have to forgive yourself for things that you feel like maybe you did wrong which often you didn't, it was just, you were doing the best with what you have. And it's not until you can forgive yourself that you can truly move into that next level of who you are and who you were born to be. You have to fall in love with the version you are now while making improvements in your growth to be the version that you desire to be. Maybe more confident or, you know, whether that's, you know, going on a health journey and feeling more confident in your body, whatever that is for you, but you are enough. And I am here to tell you that you are worthy and you are loved. And for me in my past relationship, there was a lot of gaslighting. There was a lot of blame and shame on me. Every time I sat down to express my feelings, he would tell me, that it was my fault, my problem, that I had work to do, that I needed therapy. Like it was this barrage of how I wasn't enough or I wasn't good enough or I had to fix things about me. And so what happens when somebody tells you that, that you love, you start to believe it. And then you start to have this issue where you abandon yourself and you say, yeah, you're right, I'm not enough. There were times where I sat, I'm going off on a tangent, but there were times that I sat and listened to him say this. And in my head, I was thinking, this is all your fault, Victoria. You are not a good person. You are not good enough. You need to fix yourself. You're broken. And when I left the relationship, I literally had to rewire these thoughts and say to myself, you're not broken. You're not broken at all. You are enough. You just forgot to love yourself because you were begging someone else to love a version of you that they squished down. And so I am here to tell you that the true healing happens when you truly love yourself. And when you truly love who you are and you put yourself first because at the end of the day, if you do not love yourself, you cannot expect anyone else to love you. You have to stand up in your truth and in your thoughts and your beliefs and you have to own them and you have to love yourself and also know that there's always room for growth and that is beautiful too. Whew. 
That was a big one. I could do a whole podcast on that. And number 10. <laughs> Guys, number 10. The thing that I learned on my year, year of healing, I'm getting nervous, is that you can find love again. You can find love again. I did not expect to find someone this year. In fact, oh my gosh, I'm sweating, guys. In fact, I told myself that I would not find someone this year. This was my year of healing. It was my solo girl year. I wasn't even dating. I'd never even opened an app. I had never replied to a DM. I was not dating in 2023. But sometimes you cannot control the timing of life. You don't know who's going to walk into your life and totally blow it up. And you don't know when you're going to fall in love again. And I literally am here to tell you that you can. And I'm also here to tell you that the rumors are true. <laughs> when you're not looking is often when it comes and finds you. And also when you're doing the inner healing work, that's when you open yourself up. Like I'm telling you guys, my heart was so closed off to wanting to be with someone, to commit myself to someone again, to, you know, let someone in. But I was so deep in the work. I was so happy. I was in such a great place of healing that the right person came along at the right time. And I want you to know, that if you are sitting here in whatever position you're in, I want you to know that if you're thinking, I'm never going to find anyone, I'm too old, or there'll never be someone as good as my ex, or how will I ever be able to fall in love again? I am here, raw and honest. I have shared everything with you guys this year that you can. And when it comes along, which it will, however long that takes, you are going to realize that there was a reason that you did not work out with your ex. It's going to feel different. It's going to be different. You're going to be better. You're going to be a better version of you because you've done the work. You're going to know boundaries. You're going to know how to control triggers. It's not always going to be easy. And there are moments that are so, you know, that the old stuff comes up, but you are going to say, this is why it never worked with them. And you're going to be able to connect the dots, like I said at the very beginning. And I'm really excited to share more on, on that whole number 10 in due course. But that is the end of my solo episode. I want to thank everybody for being on this journey with me. You guys have given me so much strength this year. I've seen every comment, every inbox, every podcast review. You guys have given me so much. You've honestly cheered me along and been such a huge support. And I'm so, so deeply grateful for you. I'm so deeply grateful for this year and everything that I've learned. And honestly, I could write a book on it. Maybe I will write a book on it. 
because becoming her for me was about finding a version of me that I was really proud of, a version of me that I could look back and say, you did the hard when you didn't have to. I chose my hard. There were days that I wanted to pull the covers over my face and disappear from the world. And there were a couple of those days, but most of those days I got back up and I did the work to be where I am today. So guys, thank you. That concludes season one of the Becoming Her podcast. I'm excited for season two. Loads more guests, loads more incredible stories of Becoming Her, loads more solo episodes on what you guys want to hear. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. Please like, share, comment this podcast um, episode. Please follow me on Instagram at Victoria A. McHugh. Tell me what you think, share it with your friends. And I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making my year 2023 so special. Bye.